Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Wine, episode 543 from October 28, 1997, a Tuesday night show with guest David Faustino. Yep, Bud Bundy, making his first known appearance of the Adam Carroll era. Previous to this, a fan tape with nearly the complete show had been circulated on the internet. An old Toby Dog recording. I believe Toby Dog also did the transfer. Uh, from Arizona, from the affiliate out there. But now we have a complete studio tape of much higher quality. So more than half the show has been restored finally after, again, nearly 18 years. So quite a while. David's a fairly engaged guest. Uh, he even asks about his own relationship. And seems to be able to keep up with some of the comedy. It's a solid episode. This is David's only known visit. No further appearances after this one. Doesn't look like we're going to recover anymore either. As per usual, this is recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Love Line. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Two. Welcome with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. I'm gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Hey, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Corolla. That is Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. It's good to be home. I was going to say yeah. back, but I changed it to home um, just shortly after I started to say the word back. You got a nap today? It's good to be home. Hmm. Sound like uh, one of the Cosby kids. You can remember that far back, can't you, Drew? Yeah. Yes, I took a uh, I took a big uh, slobbering nap. Yeah. Today, do you take a nap? About 20 minutes. No, stop being such a wuss. You got in a half hour. Mm, about 20 okay. minutes. All right. I had to yell at Drew today about his uh, work habits. His character flaws. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's such a martyr. He works so much, and uh, he looks at it as a uh, as a uh, positive in his life. I look at it as a negative. So I had it out with him in the airport today in uh, Boulder, and uh, I told him, uh, Drew, we'll do nothing on this plane but sleep. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> then, I say that? And then we took a crowbar and clammed into our seats. Uh, yeah. Oh. I, I had to get an effing running start to get into my seat. We sat at the very back of the plane. What was it, a 737? Yep. And uh, uh, I know where they get the numberings uh, for these planes now. Uh, it was seven inches wide. <laughs> By uh, by uh, three inches deep and uh, another se seven inches tall. That's how big. Uh, that's the room that uh, I had to squeeze my ass in. Mm. And Drew and I sat in the only seats in the entire plane, including the uh, the captain's chairs, that did not recline. Yeah. We sat in the very back of the plane, and the our seats were pressed up against that partition. That bulkhead, yeah. uh, the thing that separates you from the um, bathroom, from the toilet, yeah. and the uh, imitation uh, sausage <laughs> that they're serving up. And by the way, you know, you know what I realized? I'm not a real picky eater, but I, I'll pass on a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, if I go to a party, 
and they got something spread out that looks uh, looks like it's been there a little while, or it's not something I'm particularly interested in, or it looks like just a bunch of mayonnaise. If they serve that on a plane, uh, though, you'd be doing hands I, 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 I would Not only that, but if the guy next to me fell asleep, I would eat his <laughs> uh, on a 45-minute flight. What is that? I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is about airplane food. We all know it's horrible, and everyone kids about earth, uh, uh, airplane food. But here's the real joke. You eat it. I mean, you eat it happily. And uh, if, the, if the person next to you doesn't finish it, you'll eat theirs, too. We had the worst breakfast I've ever had today, and it was uh, uh, I, I, I powered through that thing like a lumberjack. And our flight was an hour and 50 minutes. Huh? I always think to myself, they really need to feed you in that little hour and 50-minute window? No. And, I mean, we got on the plane. Uh, our plane flew from about 10 o'clock to noon. Right. You don't eat from 10 to noon in a normal day. You That's eat right. your breakfast and eat your lunch at, you know, 2 uh. in the afternoon or something. Do you have to be eating constantly? Huh. And since when did eating and flying become the greatest marriage? Right. That it has to go together. <laughs> You've huh. never expended less energy. Uh, than, than you do when you fly. It's just to keep you preoccupied. Actually, you know? I expend a lot of energy because I'm I'm fretting and complaining. Yeah, you could do that quite well, by the way. I really do complain oh, a lot. Yeah. Oh. oh, well, 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 when you're 70, oh, oh look out. <laughs> oh. I'm converting to Judaism, too, when I'm 69. <laughs> I would be the world's worst patient for you, Drew. Oh, yes. Uh, but seriously, when I found out these seats weren't reclining, I was just in a world of hurt. And I never stopped complaining about it. Make no mistake about it. The seats in front of us reclined. Yeah, it's great. So, and, and really, you're only, you have to recline your seat on these 737s when the seat in front of you reclines because it's a domino effect. Otherwise, there's no, there's no room for you to, you know, I mean, your sternum will be crushed by the seat in front of you unless you actually have to synchronize with the person in front of you. <laughs> the guy will get on the PA and he'll say, Okay, uh, section uh, to, uh, to my right, recline, and now. And everybody has to recline at the exact same time, otherwise someone will get crushed in the middle. Yep. So uh, basically I'm looking at this guy's bald spot and uh, feeling, feeling the rub of the chair in front of me on the, on the uh, chest cavity uh. while uh, we sit there like uh, some sort of um, uh, student that was outfitted with an orthopedic uh, spinal Brace, I like we had some sort of a scoliosis victim in junior high. Yeah. Oh, was that painful? And I said to Drew, I said, Drew, how much extra is it to uh, fly first class on this flight? A lot. Drew said, uh, eight hundred thousand bucks. I said, okay. I want seventy-five bucks off for this seat not reclining. Because what you get in first class is you get about you get about six eight inches of width, and you get the reclining. Now, I want the non-reclining discount. I want a refund. Oh, so that was painful. Call the love of United Airlines. Anyway, uh, we're back. We're in one piece. Uh, Drew, you made the rounds today. Yeah, I worked. I had a long day. I, uh, really? I got that nap in somewhere. I busted open the porno collection uh, the guy gave me in uh, Boulder, our, uh, our uh, most faithful but weirdest listener. The guy makes the popcorn and gives the porno. I thought you were going to kiss that guy last night. I was really happy. To... I know you were. I've never seen you so happy. Well, kind of jealous. You give me a big ball of uh, buttery goodness and a big sack of porn. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's left? <laughs> but the funny thing about the guy is he's a real straight guy. Oh, you brought some gifts from my kid. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, he brought me a lithograph yeah. of a uh, of some playmate or yeah, something. I mean, it's phenomenal. 
I mean, he, he dropped off 150 bucks worth of booty. Why don't you name his, his product? What is it? Zoe's? Pop, popcorn, right? It's Zoe's and, something. Z-O-E-M-S. Uh, uh, Zoe's... Ann? Uh, Ann is not listening. The chocolate popcorn guy. What is that guy's name? What is the name of the chocolate popcorn company? Zoe's. Zo we can't hear you. His name is Ed, but the popcorn's name is Zoe's. Zoe's something, Joe. Boulder, Colorado. All right. Uh, I gave mine away to the guy who was driving the car today. So. Nice, All right. Nice, nice people in Boulder. Nice yeah. campus. Yeah. I've, I, I'll tell you, I had a theory before I even traveled the country that L.A. was made of the a-holes that were tossed out of uh, other other cities around the country and other states. I'm, I'm still subscribed to that theory. Uh, they're nice everywhere but L.A. All right. Uh, I saw some people in the airport, actually, on the uh, A-Hole Express line. Uh, these were people that have been uh, deemed uh, too big of a-holes, too big of narcissists, uh, too self-centered to live in Boulder. They're actually uh, shipping them ah. to Los Angeles where they could start new and breed with other a-holes. have a super hybrid uh, class of a-holes. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Where am I? Ah, yes. David Faustino is here tonight. Yes, he's waving. He showed up five minutes late, but that's all right. And we'll bring him in on the next break, and uh, he'll talk about... I'm sure a little Married with Children uh, discussion and then uh, upcoming projects and the like. All right, Drew? Let's go. Juliana. Oh, it's just Anna. Anna, okay. Sorry. How does that happen? Mm, don't, All right, don't ask. you're 15. Yeah, I have a question. Um, what? Okay. If you okay. Like... Turn your radio off, no, please. No, I don't even tell people anymore. I just hang up on them. Remember talking about my tough love policy, Drew, on the plane? All right, hold on a second, Drew. Uh, Mr. Overachiever. Yes. Uh, wh how long has the pen not been working? Three months. Three months. All right, how, what do you think that pen runs? Uh, retail. One thing when you're over... over. Uh, how much do you think that pen would run at the airport gift shop? Buck and a half. Right, and how much at the save-on? Twelve cents. Okay. You don't think you could uh, think uh, about that? Uh, yeah. Oh, you're holding it up as if it's someone else's fault. It's your fault, Drew. Okay. <laughs> And Drew, don't not defend yourself because it gets everyone pissed off at me. Uh, stick a knock off. Drew, you better dip that into something. Drew has a marks a lot pen that has stopped marking a lot. Does he marks a little? <laughs> Come on, Drew. That wasn't really funny, but because you said it was real funny. Jamie. Yes. You're 20. Yes. You're on. You're on with uh, Adam Carolla and Sir Marks a little. I really wanted to be on last night in Boulder because I was there. Right. Wait, 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 let, 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 let us do Oh, you were, uh, you were at the gig? Oh, yeah. Yeah, quite and spectacular, I was... wouldn't you say? Well, I was kind of unimpressed with the people who asked questions. Yeah, but we were impressive. Oh, yeah, I was really excited. Oh, I was were? so excited, you had no idea. Oh, good. It was a beautiful venue, though, wouldn't you say? Oh, Mackie's really pretty. I love it in there. Jeez, yeah. I just think we drove in tonight. The characters we had up on stage with us there, Rain... Oh, yeah, I, know. I really wanted to be up there. Right. We uh, we had a uh, we brought a woman up on stage who was uh, bisexual, and I talked to her about her bisexuality for a good 20 minutes. Of course, uh, later on when I questioned her what it was like to be with a woman, uh, oh, uh, I've never been with a woman. Uh, you're telling me about your bisexual lifestyle for the last 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, but I've never been with a woman. I just think about it. Oh, okay. Well, then everyone's bisexual. So what's going on, Jamie? Okay, well, this last, this isn't the last week. Um, my friend who was before this was a virgin had sex with her boyfriend, who I'm also friends with, and they've been 
dating for about eight and a half months, but so she decided to tell me, and he knew that I knew, so he decided to tell me, and it's kind of like I'm it's just about there, except I'm not quite in the bedroom almost, and it's just, I don't know what to tell either of them, because I'm knowing too much, and I don't well, want tell, to know anything. Well, then tell them that. Just, just, just them that? I, I know too much, more than I'm comfortable with, that's it. Well, like, I kind of hinted at that, but then she's like, well, you know, what are you going to well, get she, me for Christmas? She, I don't know. What are you going to get, what? Well, she wants this the big box for Christmas, like, of supplies, because she wants to take them on a trip, and I'm like, I don't want to know this. Uh, hold on, Miss, uh... Scategories? What the hell are you talking about? The big box and the trip and the Christmas. Okay, well, see, so the other day she was telling me she wanted to take him on a trip for Christmas. As, like if, as if we're looking at a, some sort of film footage along with the, along with the discussion. <laughs> I don't I have no idea what you're talking about, Jamie. Okay, well, and I mean... You got, okay. a, you got a lot of huevos uh, criticizing your fellow Baldinians. Oh, I know, I'm sorry. For asking lame questions. <laughs> All right, so, Drew, are you done with this call? No, I want to hear more. So I, I'm curious as to why this is so difficult for you to speak up. Well, it's just because I have to see both of them. Why is the content so difficult for you? Do you have a boyfriend? No. Have you ever had a boyfriend? Well, a couple. Nothing really that serious. Mm-hmm. Mm, so these are issues. True, you got right to it. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't want to know. Are you jealous? Mm, a little bit, but they kind of gross me out. Why do sure. they gross you out? Oh, they're like all touchy-feely all over each other all the oh, time. But you long to be touched that way, don't you, Jamie? Not right now, mm. I don't. Well, not right now, but this time tomorrow, to feel oh. to feel a man's gentle caress? <sighs> Maybe. All right. All right, so you don't like it because it's like, um, you know, being on a hunger strike and someone telling you you got to man the buffet. Well, I guess. I don't know. It's just... I don't. I don't know. Want to be the one that they right, tell well, everything to. Well, that's fine. Listen, women like to have a woman that they feel cl another woman they feel close to that they can confide in about these sorts of issues, for, particularly the first time around. And a guy will tell anybody who'll listen. <laughs> so, so you're 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 nearby, I guess, and that's it. at least tell him to cut it out. He doesn't need anybody to talk to. It sounds like your friend would be benefited from your from your ability to be an inf in, uh, intimate friend Anna? for her. Yeah. Did you turn your radio down? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, if you, like, perform oral sex on a guy or a girl, are you still losing your virginity at all? Mm -hmm. What do you think? I don't know. You're 15? Mm-hmm. Have you performed oral sex on a guy or a girl? No, but my boyfriend wants me to. Perform oral sex on him? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? Well, I really don't care, but... You don't care? No. Jeez. Where was, where was that laissez-faire attitude when I was in high school? What do you mean you don't care? Most people don't care. We'll just go ahead and do something if they don't care. Of course you care. Why are you calling if you don't care? Well, I, you know, I mind, but... All right, stop right there. What? Stay with that. Okay, you mind. Minding is a, isn't that a form of negative caring? Yes, that's, that's, that's caring not to. I mind not. I would rather not. And uh, if you'd rather not, don't. True. You want to put that mind into a sentence? No. Okay. You sounded like you're on your way. No. Okay. You better lay off me. I'm gonna get really pissed <laughs> off you. I took this all night last night. I wasn't. Uh, was I abusing you? Oh my God. It Anne, just, please. It, it feels so. I know. Anne told Anne's me I was abusing you. I know. It felt so natural. No. Yeah. Um, what is what is virginity, Anna? What What do you think? Um, I don't know what you're asking. What is your definition of virginity? 
not ever, you know, like having any sort of sexual intercourse. That's what I think it is. Yeah, and sexual intercourse meaning genital intercourse. Either way. Oh, boy. What was that? I want you to take that minor bird, Anna. Yeah. And put it in the oven. Oh, I breed them, so. Oh. <laughs> I breed birds. That is such a deal breaker. It's not a minor bird, though. It's like a, it's a parakeet. What finch is that thing? It's a parakeet. Oh, I, I got to tell you. I, I don't mean to attack your hobbies, but um, or your vocations, but birds are some of the worst, most worthless creatures, especially the, the domesticated variety. Mm -hmm. The worst pets you'll ever own in your life. Why? Why? Because um, they they crap indiscriminately. There's no way to train uh, potty train a, a finch or a parakeet or whatever the hell you're sporting over there. You feed them, you clean their cage, you name them, you give them a bath, you take care of them for 10 years. And when you reach into your cage, they try and bite you every time. They yeah. crap all over the place. They make more noise uh, than, a, than a stuck banshee. No, not necessarily. Oh, they're horrible. I had a bird at the gym I used to work at. It ate three of my stopwatches. <laughs> I used to put the st I used to train people in the ring, right. and I'd put the stopwatch was a digital stopwatch up on top of one of the turnbuckles in the corner, yeah. and the bird would walk down from its cage, walk across the floor. It would climb up each rope of the ring, just just high enough to get its beak onto the one on top of it and pull itself up. It would go directly for my stopwatch, and then take its its beak and put it right in the center of the glass and just crush it. And so what I did is I bought a new one, and I would put it uh, on the far side one, and the bird would start making its way over to it. Well, I'd grab it before it got to it, and I'd go put it back on the other side, and it would turn around and start heading back. Inevitably, I would forget oh. and get into whoever I was training, and I'd hear the sound of uh, crushed plastic, and I'd look over the bird. He was eating my, my stopwatch again. And you couldn't pick him up or shoo him or anything because he'd crap on you and, and, and howl. Oh, horrible. <laughs> horrible, those damn birds. My cockatoos do that. So, uh, virginity. Yes. Um, well, that's what I think of it. But Sexual, in, genital intercourse. I, well, that too, but um, he said, and my sisters, they think that if you do oral sex that you lose it. And I was uh, like, well, I don't know. Uh, so. You know, see, there, there is no consensus about what it is anymore. I mean, the, the actual virginity was a really more of an economic and social uh, issue at one time, uh, you know, people needed to be a virgin in order for certain economic transactions to yeah, occur. You get more gonna, for a virgin. You're going to marry into certain families and the, the royalty and no. all this nonsense. Let me explain. Yeah, but the deal is now, well, you you have a, your plane theory. <laughs> yeah, if the plane is broken. No. Yeah. Yeah. True. You're so negative. I'm defensive. <laughs> you're, what the hell do you think I am defensive? You're punchy, is what you are tonight. Four hours of this, I'm defensive. I'm not punchy. You really are punchy. No. I'm looking at you now. You're no. punchy. No. I mean, you're melting right into your hand. No, I'm fine. All right. Hey, uh, Engineer Mike, shut Drew's mic off for a minute. Let's just give him a break. I'll explain my theory on virginity, but it won't be the one that Drew wants me to say. Um, the idea of virginity is, uh, at least biblically, like the Virgin Mary. You know, the Virgin Mary wasn't uh, taking it in the ass and giving blowjobs to everybody in the village. She she was uh she was am I allowed to say that? Yeah, she was virtuous. That was the whole that was the whole idea. So it it has more to do with virtue than it does with actual penetration. Although, uh, like we do, and it's very convenient for us to do as a society, is we distill everything down uh, 
to the, uh, and we take it at its concrete meaning. Like, uh, you know, we do that, you know, uh, religions do that great because otherwise life's no fun, right? It's like, oh, hey, I didn't uh, covet my neighbor's oxen. I was banging his wife. Well, the, the uh, Bible didn't say anything about that. Just uh, was talking about the oxen. Actually, I did mention something about the wife, but y- you get my drift. So we use this, and uh, a woman could be, um, you know, uh, giving hand jobs in the parking lot of a, of a uh, salsa club for money, and she could still technically be a virgin and, uh, and uh, live with herself that way. I believe it uh, has to do with either you're virtuous or you're not. Now, I don't um, cast any dispersions upon you if you decide to have sex, but it's, uh, I guess, with who and under what circumstances and how you feel about yourself and other things like that. If you're having questions about it, then you should probably not get involved with it for a little while. Drew, you want to nod your head? Okay. David Faustino is here. He will uh, be in here in just a moment, and we'll be back with more Loveline after this. I'm starting to itch. Loveline will be right back. Dr. Drew will say something brilliant, but no one will hear him because Adam will be making funny noises. Uber! Mmm. You like making money? Why not? Want to drive away with cash? Uber. Drive with Uber. they got the popular smartphone app. Connects the riders with the drivers. And you make your own hours. You're your own boss. Your cubicle has four wheels on it. It is Uber. Uh, Matt, you're doing this, right? Yeah, I am loving it. I'm literally just driving around town, listening to my iPod, and making money while I do it. It's incredible. And then how do you get paid, and how does the whole thing work? Basically, when you sign up, you give them account information, and just like you would at a normal job with direct deposit, they essentially just once a week you get money funneled into your account. I have it going straight to my savings account, so it's just adding up. Good, because I was looking at kind of scaling it back around here. <laughs> yeah, that will know exactly well, no, how much you can, owe you. You can bridge that gap oh, wow. with That's Uber. Amazing. Uber, baby. And you just turn your phone on, and when you want to turn the app on, you send up the bat signal. Yeah, you literally push a button that says go online, and when you're done, you tap it again, and you're offline. It's that simple. Love that. Parents, make some money around your family schedule. Students, you make money between classes. Everybody makes some money with Uber. Sign up to be a driver at Uber. Visit drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. Drivewithuber.com. Hi, this is Tom Arnold, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. All right, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LFEE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew. Tonight, our guest is David Faustino. David uh, will talk about a multitude of things, uh, not the least of which is um, he's doing a club thing for Halloween. That is on Halloween, is it not? Halloween night. Yes. Friday night. Let uh, me first say I apologize yes. for being late. Oh, that's quite all right. We uh, we oftentimes will do the first break and bring the guest in at the end of the first break anyway, so it's all right. Actually, we usually do it because they don't show up until halfway in. Anyway. <laughs> Boy. We got into that habit because of that. Right. But, uh, I just saw the dirty look you guys gave me through the glass. I thought, hmm. No, I was, just, we no, we I was, actually, I was looking yeah, at Drew's reflection. I didn't even see you there. All right. So um, Yeah, so this Friday night yes. at the uh, Hyatt Hotel on the Sunset Strip, and uh, I got the whole 14th floor rented out. 
Wow. And it's called Murder on the 14th Floor. We've got hip-hop, funk, acid, jazz. It's going to be nice. What uh, what provoked you to do this? I used to run a hip-hop club. Dr. Drew remembers. I used oh, yeah. to come in all the time and promote. I used to do a hip-hop club for two years. It was the first hip-hop club on the Sunset Strip. And so it's been like five years, and I've been working, and, and I've kind of like gave it up because I was too busy doing the acting thing. And I just, now I have a break. I've been off Married with Children for a few months. And me and my partner were like, let's just do it same again. Same guy? The same partner? Robert Gavin, yeah. yeah. We said, let's do a reunion. So here we are. The kids are a little bit older now. What is, uh, but they're no smarter. What is no smarter. the attraction? Like, see, to me, if someone said, um, hey, Adam, um, we're going we're gonna to get together a big club night, and we're going to do this. We're going to get some bands, and we're going to get some booze, and we're going to get a caterer, and we're going to do, and I'd say, uh, uh, no. Why? Why? Because it just sounds like a big pain in the ass. I don't. Yeah, how old are you? I'm 33. <laughs> I'm 20. I'm 23. Okay. So I got it's it, gonna no. sound like a big pain in the ass in 10 years. In 10 years, I'll be like, nah, forget it. Even when I was 23, I probably would have thought it sounded like a pain in the ass. It's getting to be. Can already. you can you make any money off it? Yeah, but you know what? I won't because we're spending so much money. I mean, with the with the decorations we're getting and the lighting that we're doing, we're doing it top notch. Right. So. So we'll, you're just breaking even. Maybe even if I'll be lucky if I even break even. Right. But you get laid. Well, I've got a girlfriend, so that's out, too. So basically, right. I get nothing. Well, she could put out. <laughs> she <Mike> could. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about this and uh, other, other... Can I just give out the phone oh, number yeah, now? Oh, yeah, please. For, for, for information, they can call uh, area code 310-712-2582, 712-CLUB. And uh, how much... Now, I didn't know I was talking to, like, how many cities are we talking to now? 50. Unbelievable. Right, so um, don't expect uh, folks from... From Minneapolis to drive in, but uh, happen to be in LA. If you can get people from LA to go, uh, that'll do it. How many people uh, will this place hold? I think it holds like 700 or something. Oh, it's okay. got a whole panoramic view of the city. It's ah, you'll get them in. Beautiful. I uh, I predict someone dies by falling to their death. Hey, uh, hey stop that now. Well, this Halloween, after all, that's a that's a draw. And then it's not my party. I just promoted it. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a celebrity figurehead. Yeah, all, right. all right. So, Married with Children has been done for. You know, see, I think it's it, it feels like it's been done for longer than a few months because I I heard even, you know, two years ago they were saying, Married with Children is entering its final uh, season, so on and so forth. There was there was so much. I mean, you rare, usually when a show leaves the air, it just leaves. Right. You don't hear anything about it. Right. Uh, maybe if it's Mash, or Taxi, or something like that, they'll have the big farewell episode. But you don't hear uh, all the fanfare leading up into it. Uh, Married with Children, I was hearing stuff about this show uh, a year and a half before. Was it, was it supposed to leave earlier, or was there talk about that? Yeah, well, the reason you probably thought it's been over is because for the last, like, two or three years, our ratings were just horrible. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, so it was like they were just holding on to us, hoping, because Fox didn't really have another sitcom that was working for them. Right. So we were it. And Polly didn't uh, replace <laughs> The Polly show didn't pan Polly. out? <laughs> Oh, for Christ's sake, I'm flabbergasted. Now, um, Polly's my friend, I can't talk about We don't, uh, well, it has nothing to do with this town. We don't want to uh, get into uh, actual numbers here, yeah. but you don't have to work anymore, do you? Um, That's enough with the work, right? But I'm such a workaholic that I have to work. It's like if I sit around for five minutes, right. I feel like I'm doing nothing. No, you choose to work. I choose to but work, But you, yeah. you can pick and choose the projects you want to get yeah. involved with. Yeah, yeah. 
And how old were you when you got into the Married with Children thing? Uh, I started that show when I was 12. Wow. I'm 23 now, so. That is, uh, I, I could not imagine, <laughs> like if someone opened opens a high school yearbook and there's a picture of me in the 11th grade, I immediately rip it out of their hands and throw it into an incinerator. Oh, well, believe me. When I turn on the TV at 11 o'clock at night and I Th- see that's me the at point. 13, 14, 15 yes. years old. I couldn't imagine having that chronicled, like, uh, like someone was making... A, uh, a, a, a short film, or not even a short film, like like someone was doing some sort of long-term research on you and evolution. Yeah. There's you with the earring, you without the earring, you with the long hair, you with the Zits. goatee, you with the zit. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, oh. I, I think that would be the most bizarre thing in the world to turn on the TV and see. Not only like a picture of you, but you well-lit and interacting and... Uh, Voice cracking. <laughs> It's wild, man, and that's why so many you see so many kids they they really, really, truly get screwed up growing up on TV because it's such a weird thing. Everybody's watched you grow up, and here you are in the streets, open to people who watched you, you know, grew up with you. Right. It's a weird, weird position, and if you're not grounded, you're you know you're in big trouble. Uh-huh. Well, how how'd you get grounded uh, if if in fact you are grounded? <laughs> I'm not. I'm a mess. As soon as I get out of here, it's uh, you know. I I could no. I mean, th- seriously, the the most like um I grew up uh, with uh, Molly Ringwald living down the street. Mm-hmm. And uh, Molly's been Molly's uh, actually very sweet now, but she's gone through her ups and her downs. Mm-hmm. And people would say to me sometimes, uh, she said, Molly, like when she was 17, right. 16, 17, 18. I don't know about that Molly. She's got a little bit of an attitude or she seems kind of weird or she's a little standoffish or something. And I'd say, listen. When you were 17, uh, your big decision was whether to whack off in the bathroom or the bedroom. Right. Uh, Molly is getting uh, $2 million a picture right. and, and has people coming at her from all angles at age 17, uh, wanting, wanting talking to her about real estate investments. What would that do to your mind? Yeah. I mean, what would you be like after oh. five years? And you have to decide where to whack off. So yeah. And then big, you get home problems, and you got to decide right. where to go in the kitchen, <laughs> the bathroom, or the, or the uh, hall, like me. So... I don't really hold it against uh, people that were brought up in this environment for being a little standoffish or being uh, a little introverted or having their 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 quirks, for lack of a better term. It's weird, term. man. It's weird. Because so many people take advantage of you, too. I mean, you grew up in the business, and you, you have everything available to you, drugs, sex, whatever it is, and it's all there on a platter for you. Right. And it tastes good. Oh, I can't. I can't imagine what a mess I'd be if that if that happened to me. It's, not, it's, it's unthinkable. I, I've been doing a radio show for 18 months. I've already turned into the biggest a-hole in the world. I see that. Yeah, you see, you see blossoming. First in time front I met him, he was a nice guy. Now he's got this. No, I'm now I'm yelling at Drew and I'm right. gesturing to Anne through the glass. Oh, what a mess that would be. All right. Um, so let me just uh, get to the bottom of this because Drew and I have discussed this uh, at nauseum and we can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Residuals. Mm-hmm. Do they pay, you don't uh, have to talk about amounts, but do they pay you the full amount on the first rerun or percentage of the full amount that they paid you? Or how does that work? Here's where it gets tricky because Fox, when we when we first started the show, Fox was a nothing network. They right. literally hadn't, we, we started the network. Right. So they're a network when they want to be one, but when it's time to pay residual <laughs> checks, it's like, uh, you know. So I, I, the money I make on residuals is not, I mean, they it was a good weekly paycheck. Right. But... I don't make very much. It's, money it's not a. It's not a nutty amount. Right. Yeah. Rupert Murdoch's not paying out the big bucks for the residuals. M, uh, MTV. Uh, yeah. You Huge. say you say residual in front of them, uh, huh? They don't even so, know what yeah. that word is. Yeah, they, you guys are in the same boat. 
Oh, are you kidding? We're at the bottom, yeah. scraping uh, the barnacles off the keel. Yeah. <laughs> the same boat. We're in the nothing boat. Is there such a thing as a nothing boat, Drew? <laughs> we get, not even life preserver. We get nothing. So uh, you may get a pittance, but uh, we get uh, we get zero percent of zero zero point zero zero zero. And Mary with Children was actually one of the number one grossing shows. I mean, we they made so much oh. money off off of the rerun. Well, they had, sick. And still do. Oh, right they now. they they had to. Plus the fact hundreds um, of millions. The show, when it started, didn't have any, you know, marquee names, and it wasn't uh, some sci-fi um, action fest or something. They, they, they needed a dog, a living room, and a couple of kids, and a, and a balding guy, and pow. What, just, what's everybody going on to do now? I know Chris. I, ta- I saw Christina today actually. She's uh, who plays Kelly on the show. If anybody doesn't know that, she's uh, doing a movie with. Uh, she just finished a movie with Mark Wahlberg. Uh, under Wesley Snipes' production company. Now she's out here in L.A. doing another feature. Do you see Boogie Nights? I didn't see it yet. Oh, no, no. he was great. Yeah, I heard. It was I a heard. great movie. And I want to apologize to, uh, what was the name of the actress uh, we had on the show? Was it Sarah something? Oh, Heather Graham. That's right. We had Heather Graham in. <laughs> this is what an idiot I am, David. I, I have is she no... in the movie? Yeah. yeah. Heather Graham is in the movie. Heather Graham plays Roller Girl. And uh, looks hot, by the way, and has a quick nude scene. And... Uh, she does a great job, and it's a great movie. I mean, it really was a good movie. It was sort of uh, Pulp Fiction goes goes porn. Yeah, I want to check it out. But it was a really interesting, well-done movie. Burt Reynolds was great, and Wahlberg was great, and, and uh, Heather Graham was great. But we had Heather Graham in here about nine, ten months ago talking about some other project. And I said, uh, just like I'll say to you tonight, uh, do you have anything else coming up that you'd like to talk about? And she said, well, um... I did just finish, or I am just working on something called Boogie Nights. It's a, it's a low-budget thing. And I said, uh, I never heard of that. Who's, who's in that? Um, uh, Burt Reynolds and, um, and Marky Mark. And, uh, yeah, this sounds like a blockbuster, like a uh, Heather. Uh, what's <laughs> it about? Uh, it's about the 70s porn industry. Oh, well. Uh, Suddenly you're interested. And that my, my interest, my ears perked up a little. And uh, what part do you play, Heather? I play roller girl. I always wear roller skates. So you're like a white tootie, I remember saying. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm sure this is going to be huge. Uh, Burt Reynolds, Marky Mark, uh, you're on roller skates. Uh, everyone look out for this one. It's going straight know. to video. And uh, lo and behold, it, it came out, and it's a, it's a real good movie. And uh, so, uh, Bill Macy is awesome in it. Yeah, he's he, awesome. He, he's awesome. He's awesome in everything he's he does, great. though. He, he was a uh, cat chow commercial. He was in Fargo. He played the yeah. uh, car dealer. He's, you, you see Fargo? No. <laughs> Drew, have you seen Shining? No. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, anyway, uh, if Heather Graham wants to come back on the show, Anne, I will issue an official apology uh, to her. Oh, boy, she looks spectacular in this movie, too. Something about roller skates on a woman. Not only does it make you four or five inches taller, but you move so much faster, you know? Four or five inches taller. Oh, yeah. I need some roller skates. (laughs) Michelle. Yeah. You're 19. Yeah. um, I guess my question is if... um is it realistic for me to have high expectations for my son if both um, parents, we both come from um, a very bad background and we both have um, a gene for substance abuse? Mm, no. No. He'll be, uh, oh, he'll be like driving a Zamboni or something no, at I'm, a junior college. I left, right? I left the baby's father since um, I've been pregnant because I want a better life for me and the baby. Good. Um, so the, the dad, dad was an addict? 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> but here's no. the deal. The, the, the kid will be all right by virtue of the fact that he has a mom that got away from an abusive guy to make a better life uh, for the kid. Yeah. I mean, that's 80% of it, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of it. Uh, uh -oh. Listen, whether one or both parents are addicted or have the addictive well, potential. Well, I mean, um, I drink and, you know, I Just have listen. alcoholic family. It, it doesn't matter. But I feel, you know. Hey, Michelle. 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 Shut up. <laughs> Go over there and uh, oh, please. You ready to listen? Yes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Whether one or both parents have the gene, the probability for the child is the same. So the fact that dad is an addict is all we need to know. And the probability is 50-50. 50% he'll get the potential, 50% he won't. Now, having the potential for addiction doesn't necessarily mean someone's going to get addiction. Mm -hmm. It's certainly very likely. But in my estimation, there needs to be some sort of, typically some sort of narcissistic injury. That's mm -hmm. the way to guarantee the uh, gene being expressed as disease. Yeah. Uh, something happens to the child that is, uh, is uh, painful at a, at a perfect, uh, at a delicate age of development, and then you have an addict. You know, when you say narcissistic injury, a lot of people are picturing getting hit in the groin. Yeah. You know uh, what I'm saying, Drew? No. Well, uh, Michelle, mm -hmm. you familiar with the word narcissistic? Um, you know what part of the body is? No. Huh? You, know, you know what part of the body it is? No. I didn't know it was part of the body. All right. Well, all right. You're right. All right. On top all right. of that. All right. Uh, the point is that the, the, if the child can grow up in a healthy emotional environment, yeah, uh, and the, the probability of it... What? Uh, You're what? She's clean. Uh, yeah, I'm going to counseling. Okay. Good. And um, I'm just trying to make a better life for me and the baby. But, Great. you know, that, that just keeps on, you know, <laughs> hitting me that, you know, that both of us, you know... It, what did I just tell you? It doesn't matter whether it's one or both. The probability is still 50-50. Right, she's trying to make a better life for her and the baby. I know, but she's relax? obsessing about this child's potential. The child is the, who she is, he or she is. And the, don't, right. don't worry about this, this element. I know you'll agree with me when I say this, David. The fact that making a better life for me and the baby has become Michelle's mantra w means that the kid will be all right. Yeah, he'll be for sure. He has a strong mother. Right. She got out of there. And, half the battle. And if 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 she really makes it uh, her goal, then there's no problem. Hell, we have. Uh, look at me. I turned out all right. Well, folks didn't even know I was around. Until I was like nine or ten. Faustino was making like, made his first million by the time uh, I I'd learned to tie my shoe. All right. Well, I think you'd throw in your first quail pot by that point. Yeah, I was already I was already, I'd already learned that if you take um, and this is something that's really paid dividends. I know you'd have a, have a lucrative acting career, but I learned uh, by the age of uh, 12 was it when you started the uh, marriage of children that if you took a acorn bottom and you pressed it into some wet clay, you got a fairly groovy star-shaped design on the bottom. And I, I really uh, I've parlayed that into millions. What were you on at the time? Uh, I would think I was on some sort of uh, um, hash that my mom just lent me. Oh, <laughs> my mom actually lent me drugs. It was, uh, it was it's a little hard to explain the policy. We'll be back. What's the music about? What? Oh, the music? This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot because people want it. So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out True Car and True Car's mobile app. 
True Car not only can configure the car you want and how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for. Down to the zip code, so right in your area, you see the very same car. So you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want. Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you can lock in guaranteed savings on an average over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted True Car certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So when you're ready for a new, transparent car buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay. Download the True Car app today. What the f*** is up? This is Mark from f***ing Blink-182, and you're listening to f***ing Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. F***ing Drew. It's funny, after he did that on the... I said, hey, uh, Engineer Mike, that's kind of fun. We ought to get all our guests to do that. And he goes, no. <laughs> well, why not? That was pretty funny. I got to edit it. Can I, can I promote my beatin' club? Yeah. Please? Oh, hold on. Oh. Let me reset the show. Oh. Uh, or it'll be taken out of context, and people won't know where to go. David Faustino is here, and uh, you remember him from Married with Children, and he, uh, if you want to see him in person, actually, you can, and uh, here's how. If you're in the L.A. area, <laughs> this Friday night I'm having a huge Halloween party at the Hyatt Hotel on the Sunset Strip, and uh, for more info, you can call 310-712-2582, Murder on the 14th Floor. It's uh, hip-hop, funk, acid jazz, all that stuff. It's going to be wild from 9 to 2 a.m. I uh, I love Halloween. It is my favorite holiday it's now that holiday. Uh, now that I'm an adult. I'm trying to think of the holidays and how they work. I guess it's pretty much Christmas from um, zero to sixteen, seventeen, something like that, depending on how your folks are. But uh, at a certain point, as you reach adulthood, it becomes Halloween because. It's Women, women, yeah, you don't have to shop. I mean, you don't have to get an outfit like me because all my stuff is sort of uh, ripe. Right. Uh, but it's the, it is the holiday when women get really loaded and they're dressed like prostitutes and nurses. And it's just, it's, it's, if you can't score, uh, that is the one night for a guy to go out and meet a woman if he's having difficulty. You know what I mean? A lot of guys can't, uh, they don't work too well in the bar scene or the club scene right. or what have you. A lot of guys are working, they're not in school, they don't see anybody on campus or have any homeroom with somebody. But this is the night. This is the night when the women are out, uh, they're dressed right, they're drunk, and you can sort of hide behind the veil of your character. Absolutely. And so can they, though. So can the women. Right. You have no idea what you're, what you're hooking up with. <laughs> yeah, but if they're in, uh, like, a candy striper outfit or something, you get a pretty good idea. All right. All right. Until the penis comes out at the end of the day. Oh. All right, Drew, what are you going as this year? My kid's parent. You're going as a-hole? Uh, yeah. Okay. Sounds exciting. Mary. You're not going to K-Rock party? Uh, I can't, from Maryland. Oh, not you, Mary. Drew? No. No. Can't okay, sorry. Cannot do it. All right, Mary, what's going on? Um... Questions for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. About three years ago, I was being evaluated to diagnose a learning disability, mm -hmm. and the person doing the evaluation alleged that I had some sort of abuse in my history. Mm -hmm. And I left his office um, convinced that there was no abuse, that this guy was a quack. But I'm wondering if, if there was abuse, if it could manifest itself in a way that would keep me from mm -hmm. having... I'm married. I've been married for three years, but I was wondering if some sort of abu abuse in the past could be keeping me from having an orgasm. 
Well, and if so, would I have to work through and actually develop a memory? Look, uh, anything pertaining to your sexuality can be affected if you've been abused. So, of course, that could have an impact on that. Whether or not it actually is an issue, uh, we can't say. Well, a, you know, car backfire when you're nine can uh, a adversely affect a woman's uh, okay, ability to have an orgasm. I guess the question is, would I have to um, gain a memory no. before I could work through it? No. You could work through being abused even if you didn't remember being abused? Mm, I don't it, understand. More, uh, you don't think you would remember, Mary? I mean, do, um, you th do you think you blocked something out, or you were too young, or you just have no idea? Well, looking back at some of my past behaviors, like, you know, 20, hindsight is twenty twenty. some of my actions in the past are a little bit, um, you know, suspect that maybe... Like what? Um, I remember having a fear of being alone with any ma man I didn't know. I remember mm -hmm. even um, at, like, 12 years old when I was babysitting the... the the uh, mother would ask if the father could come pick me up, and I made my mother call back and say, "No, um, mm -hmm. he doesn't know this person. He can't. He can't come pick pick All her right. up." Right. All right. That's something. That could be something. Mm -hmm. I mean, if if you're entertaining the thought that it may have happened, uh, then it may have happened. But uh, you know, uh, it's more a function of how it affected your character development, and those issues are affecting your ability to have stable relationships. Then, yeah, that's got to be worked through. The issue of uh, orgasmic function is really just something you and your husband have to work on, I suspect. I mean, I, 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 I wonder what's going on between them that she can't sort of... Uh, oh, there's something going on there. Yeah. It's funny that she was being evaluated for a uh, learning disability, and the person came up with molestation. When she started telling the story, I figured, this is too complex. We're not going to get at this. Mm -hmm. that, that's a question I had in my mind. What's going on in their relationship? What a relationship been like? Why can't they work on this together? Why does it have to be sort of this abstraction that she's got to work through and come up with this memory. What, what's going on with, between she and her husband now? Do you have any kind of learning disability, David? Uh, not that I'm aware of no. yet at this young age. He must have learned to read pretty good. But I good. can have an orgasm, so I think I'm doing okay. Yeah, you want to prove that? <laughs> Take your shoe off, Drew. We don't want to mess up the carpet. Oh, Did, uh, uh, you must have you must done a lot of reading uh, when you were a kid. I was just thinking about reading, because I got tested for uh, learning disability once. I, I, my education was pathetic. I mean, I, I grew up on the set, so the Yeah, but didn't you have to read stuff every day on scripts. the set? <laughs> well, that's reading. Yeah, yeah. I, I can read perfect. I can spell great. It's just, you know, I don't have a very great vocabulary and great book learning because I just I didn't go to school. Right. You were screwing around on the set. Yeah. And uh, Now I'm trying to make up for it. I'm, like, reading every night and, you know. And uh, didn't you have uh, didn't you have set tutors and stuff? Yeah, but I went through like three or f it's pathetic. When you're on when you're on a set, you can actually you can fire your own teacher when you're uh -huh. like 14 years old. Oh, so could like, you imagine that? Mommy, I don't really like her. Can you you know? Really? So, uh, yeah, it's pathetic. So it'd be the one that he wanted to go out and play frisbee with in the back. That'd be the teacher he liked. No, I liked with. nap time. It was like, oh, I'm tired. Can I nap now? Okay, sure. Oh. Uh, Adam could have that job. Not the not the napping person, but the napping teacher. Oh yeah, I would be uh, I would be the uh, king of the naps if I was teaching. That would be part of my curriculum. Uh, uh, today's lesson. Um, turn to page. Oh wait a minute, you don't have any books. Nap time. Uh, no, no. Today we'll uh, chronicle the history of napping. <laughs> now get comfortable, and people will just doze off as I as I went into my lecture. Now you have to. There's some teachers out there who can really be strict with their students in the entertainment industry and, and they learn something. But you didn't have that. I didn't that. have that. All right, but you were, you were there. Who'd you have? It was just you and Christina? Me and Christina. And then when Christina had graduated, I, I got another teacher come in who actually recorded 
this is how sick they are out there. This guy recorded sessions with me, just me and him in the room, and he would record me talking, and he wrote it all down, wrote a book, talked about me and my personal life and my family, sold stories to the Inquirer oh and my the God. Star. <laughs> he's, how it, old were you? He's the first one who let, remember Amanda Burst on the show, who played this yeah. neighbor? Yeah. She's, you know, a lesbian, and he was the first one who let that out, even before she came out. She didn't even know it, as a matter of fact. She, she, she actually had to tell her she was a lesbian. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's, yeah. And this guy, and this guy, to this day, is still teaching. How do people? And I, in his book, he's talking about how he would like. I don't know. Can I say jerk, jerk off? All right. <laughs> how he would? He we'll would jerk off exception. to like. He would. He would go home and like think about Christina Applegate, and like he wrote all these, all of yeah, these what's, things. What's wrong with now that? he's teaching like. Well, he's a oh, teacher. Okay. He's teaching right. eight-year-old, nine-year-old right. kids. You know? Oh yeah. No, that ain't. Uh, no, oh, I wouldn't. God. I wouldn't do that. That's not right. Uh, how do people even uh, look themselves in the mirror any, anymore? It's he's, incredible. He's, he's, he's dredging up dirt on a 15-year-old, oh. on a 14-year-old. Yeah. Hey, that is uh, pathetic. But let, let's talk about Christina Applegate for just one second. I'm, I'm guessing you never had sex with her. No, I never did. Okay. I used to be a drag. I used to have a big crush oh, yeah. on her. Oh, right. You'd have to. Yeah. I mean, whenever there are these stories of, uh, well, could you imagine? Jeez, uh, that show came out on the air. I was, uh, was 23. She was uh, 11. I had a big crush. <laughs> oh, come on, Drew. You know you did, too. I didn't act on it, or hardly ever. The point is this. You have a crush on whoever's good-looking who's in your class uh, when you're young. Right. And when you're just trapped, you and a person, it's like uh, you, you may be right in the middle of a uh, movie studio, but you're real isolated. Yeah, it's boring, man. Oh, so you but must. But you know, you saw. I mean, the set of Married with Children. There was women everywhere. Yeah, always. But you must. Oh, imagine and uh, your height and at that age, you must have just like breasts resting on your forehead. Oh, everywhere. It was it, just. I couldn't imagine. Plethora of. Oh, oh, I couldn't imagine. And so you, you probably had a crush on Christina for a number of years. Oh yeah. Oh. But then we became like brother and sister. Yeah, we would have, yeah. But that's one sister you would have bent the rules for. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, because uh, I'm trying to think of the other stories. I think like uh, I, I think Scott Baio has nailed every single person he's uh, worked with at least uh, at least a hundred times. I was too shy. I mean, it was like I looked at them all, but people were like, "Hey, man, you're on TV. How come you're not?" I was just too shy. It's too like you know. I mean, I, I met with a few of them, and I one of them was my girlfriend for a while, the girl who played my girl on the show. Uh, but that was weird because uh, after we were together, it's like we couldn't really like pretend anymore. It right. Didn't work out. <laughs> Because you got to pretend like you like each other, and after being in a relationship for four or five months, right. sure, it's uh, it's kind of a stretch. It's no no good enough actor uh, on the planet to do that. Andrew. Yeah. Go right ahead. Um. Yeah. My problem is, um, once in a while, like my testicles will fall asleep. Just one of them. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you knew what that was. The skin, like. Um. It it feels like it's under the skin. Uh, will you be sitting on a bicycle seat or something when this, when this happens? No. No. I'll just be walking around the house, and I'll be about to sit down, and it just feels almost like it went numb. Huh. I've never heard that. Uh, Me neither. There's a, there's a nerve, a uh, pudendal nerve down there that gets can get pushed on when you're sitting or when you're on a bicycle seat and that sort of thing, and so that area can, can go numb from pressure. But I'm not sure what that would be if it uh, happened spontaneously like that. It's happened like... It's only happened like three or four times, but if it if it happens more frequently or keeps happening, just make sure a doctor checks it out. It doesn't quite make sense to me exactly we'd be doing that, but it, nor does it alarm me. It doesn't. So, I'd be alarmed. Mm -hmm. yeah, nothing, yeah. Nothing, David, you alarmed? I'm alarmed. Yeah. No, nothing. Nothing. Uh, I'm borderline outraged. Well, <laughs> outraged, maybe, but not alarmed. Well, uh, now wait a minute, Drew. What is the um, uh, what is the most prevalent form of cancer uh, that that afflicts young men? 
Testicular cancer. Ah. In the 20s. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's 14. Yeah, but... Huh? <laughs> he's 14. No, I know, but it's, it's not, certainly... It's not a symptom of testicular cancer, but... It, it... Right, but he's getting a weird... Uh, you know, falling asleep is sort of a generic term. It means just means a numb, a strange numb feeling. And when that's emanating from the testicles, that's something to look into. Yes. I would be airlifted uh, to my nearest urologist if that happened. Is that a urologist is, that looks yeah. at that? Is yeah. testicular okay. cancer, is that, like, is there any way to get that checked and to, mm-hmm. to look out yeah. for that? I mean, yes, how do you yes. Do man, should, man can do it for you. Man should be, Anne, oh, I wouldn't mind men should be coached to, test their, uh, to check their own testes. I mean, it should feel like sort of a Super Bowl, that kind of rubbery consistency, and there shouldn't be anything sharp or, or rug, rigid or uh, nothing like a pebble inside there. All right. And you, anybody who can get it, if you're healthy, not, I mean, it's yep. just, you just, right. one of those things. It just happens. Yeah. Even child stars, Hey, David. stop that now. All right, we'll be back. Anderson, Brian. What does the film vault mean to you? Oh, Christ, I feel like we've already said this. We've already been down this road. Yeah, but I want to hear your thoughts. It means I have to sit next to you once a week. No, no, no. You get to sit next to me. Mm-hmm. We're talking about movies, old, new, in theaters now, streaming on a box near you. Listen to us go on and on about what we've seen recently, what we've seen a long time ago, what we think. Brian likes horrible movies like Transformers, and I Disagree like the small artsy Disagree movies. Disagree with all of that. Enjoy the film vault, everyone, on Podcast One. That's O-N-E. It is Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. He's Dr. Drew. He's David Faustino. You know him as uh, Bud, Bud Bundy, and uh, I just sort of uh, slopped that one out. And uh, you'll know him from uh, his Halloween extravaganza as well. And we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. It is Loveline. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. David Faustino's here. So, uh, picking up, uh, going back a little, Drew will probably be interested in this kind of stuff. Uh, where are you from? Because you started when you were 12. That's uh, pretty young. You can keep that in your mouth. Yeah. Um, I was actually born in Burbank. Oh, so you didn't, uh, you didn't... St. Joe's Hospital. Your uh, folks didn't uh, fly in from Albuquerque to audition or anything no, like that? No, I've been in the business since I was three months old. So, I've been I've been working steadily since. Doing, uh, would you, uh, obviously, uh, you weren't doing Shakespeare at three months. You are doing, no, like, Pampers commercials and stuff? Pampers commercial. My first thing I did was a Lily, Lily Tomlin special, where she was this clown in some act, and she was rushed to the hospital to have a baby. And I was, the ba- I came out as a clown. And I was actually, I was a girl. My first part, I played a girl. I was a girl baby. Where, uh, well, I guess not, not, you can't really tell back then. They didn't, didn't ex- show you genitalia on I don't on think TV so. I've now. actually never seen it. Is, uh, are my, your, my genitalia, I mean. Are, are your seen. folks, uh, in the, in the business? <laughs> thank you, Engineer Mike. Thank yeah. you, thank you. I have to uh, really suck my breath in to see mine. My father's a wardrobe man, actually. 
So uh, he got me into the business. And uh, did you ever get any battles with him or anything over, um, you know, like you hear about, I saw this big uh, Macaulay Culkin special and stuff where he, like, uh, disowned his parents and uh, got in a whole bunch of disputes about the money and everything. Did you get in any, any battles with your folks about that? No, actually, my father, I got to say, my father really is the one who taught me how to save dough. Mm-hmm. He really taught me how to save. And, what the hell are you going to spend it on when you're 14? You can find things. <laughs> really? I, yeah. Pre-drugs and pre-cars, I just can't, and pre-women. I, I don't know what you can spend it on, but I, I guess you could. But could you? I mean, when you're 13, you started the show when you're 12. You're 13, you're making a, a, a good steady paycheck. You're making a hell of a lot more than your average adult. Mm-hmm. You don't have much overhead. I didn't have any control of my money, though, until I was... In, I mean, I just didn't care at that age. But do, do you have to turn 18 before you get any... Before you see any of it? Yeah, until you're really in control of any of it. Yeah, 18. And so at 18, I packed up my bags, and I said, See ya, Mom and Dad. Oh. <laughs> Took my money with... No, I'm kidding. Yeah, but everybody should move out that way. Right. <laughs> I, I moved into a one-bedroom in North Hollywood with four guys. <laughs> It wasn't quite as glorious. Well, actually, when I was 18, I moved in with a bunch of guys in, a, in an apartment in Hollywood because I wanted to party and have a good time. Oh, I'll tell you, that's uh, that's the place to do it. Yeah. And did you uh, did you have trouble with a bunch of guys who sort of knew um, it's uh, Moneybags Faustino uh, I went through down that. I went through that, yeah. I went through that for about two years, hooked up with the wrong people. and Guys pop. hanging out with you because they knew uh, you were on TV, knew yeah. you had money and all that partied every night and showed up late to work i'll tell you drew i don't know if you went through this i i don't imagine you did but uh, in my neighborhood if you were the first guy to move out and get your own apartment uh that was it because everybody knew it uh everyone there's there's this weird period of time between the age of um, you know 18 and 21 where half the people you know are living at home and uh, just a handful of them have moved out on their own. Mm. And obviously, you're not going to go party at the guy's house uh, with his mom and slippers and curlers banging on the door. I smell marijuana. So whoever moves out first, that becomes the uh, party den for not only people your age, but all those guys you know that are a year or two younger than you that are like seniors in high school and whatnot. And they're always like, I'd walk into my apartment, some guy, hey, I'm getting laid, you mind? Like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> There's bodies all over your house, people yeah. living in the living room. And yeah. Right. You're like, who are you? Yeah, you become like the official party slash flop house uh, for the for the neighborhood. Guys who got into spats with their family, want to crash out on the sofa for a few days. Oh, yeah. uh, guys want to bring their girlfriends uh, over there because uh, their folks don't let them do any of that at home and oh, yeah. so on and so forth. We had like four or five apartments in my building in Hollywood. We had four or five units rented out. So it was just like Party Central. Everybody had an apartment there. It was wild. Uh, all right, but you, you you lived to tell the tale. Yes, I did. Can I uh, uh, plug away here? You lived to plug the tale. Go yes. ahead. Okay, I just... Uh, I uh, more that. partying. Uh, I just went... We used to run Club Ballistics. I'm doing a reunion this Friday night, Halloween. Where's Club Ballistics? Well, that was at, that was at the Whiskey A Go-Go on Sunset Boulevard. It was always confusing to me when clubs that had names uh, took on other names for separate nights. That was just our team. We, we floated around. We, we were on Highland, and we were on uh, Sunset Boulevard. Right. So we stopped doing it for a while because we just grew up, and we were all busy. And now we're doing a reunion on uh, Friday night. October and that will 1st. be uh, the Halloween. Murder on the 14th floor, which is at the Hyatt Hotel in the Sunset Strip. And uh, we've got the whole 14th floor rented out. It's going to be wild. And, and for the uh, information, you can call 310-712-2582, 712-CLUB. What normally goes on on the 14th floor? I don't quite know. I mean, is it just a bunch of rooms? 
No, 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 no. It's a it's a huge like rectangular ball ballroom, mm. and it's got a whole view okay. of the city, and okay. it's got the pool up there. There you go. You gonna be there, Drew? No, no. You gonna bring your triplets, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna dress them up as the Spice Girls and ruin their sexuality for it. And that's like that's ten years of therapy it's right easy. there. Why don't you dress them as the Spice Girls no. this year? Drew? Okay. No. Mark. Uh, Mark. Hello. All right, we'll just uh, hang up on Mark, and uh, we'll talk to. Uh, <laughs> what? Ann suggested Hanson. Remember when I brought him out on stage as Hanson yes. and traumatized him? Yes. I'd, uh, we, we, we did a big uh, concert thing in um, uh, San, Jose. San Jose. And there's like 22,000 people out there. And uh, we're on in <coughs> San Jose. And they brought us out to uh, bring out Fiona Apple. And Drew brought his kids out on stage. And I introduced them as Hanson. And the crowd started booing. <laughs> and the kids were traumatized. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's five years of therapy right there. Dylan? Hey, what's up? You're 25. What's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? I think you guys are doing a great job, and this question's for David. What's up, man? What's going on, man? Hey, I worked over at Sony with you. Oh, yeah? And uh, actually, I did security and fire life safety. I was there when you hurt your foot on stage, if you remember. Oh, yeah, I remember. (laughs) What did he do to his foot? He twisted his ankle or something. Yeah, I was going out. I was was actually going to make an entrance. Right. And my shoes were untied. I was running to the set because I was late. (laughs) I was one of the guys that carried you off. I should say helped you off. Just ripped it, man, my whole... Anyway, I wanted to let you know and everybody know that obviously in Hollywood there's a lot of attitude, there's a lot of bad things going on. David and everybody on the crew, everybody on the set was absolutely killer to work with. Yeah, it was a good team, man. It was a great team. I mean, you, Ed, Ted, everybody. Ted McGinley? Yeah. Ted yeah. McGinley is the relief pitcher of all the sitcoms. All shows, yeah. Uh, it's like after about four or five years when things start to slow down a little, the uh, skipper, he gestures to the bullpen, and here comes McGinley. That's right. McGinley came on about four or five seasons into The Love Boat. McGinley came on about five, six seasons into Happy Days, and uh, I'm probably forgetting one. Ted McGinley just shows up at the middle of sitcoms. You know I'm waiting for him to pop up somewhere else. I'm thinking maybe Friends. Hey, maybe this show. Okay, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get McGinley on here. It was. Fill when, in. When I was like nine years old, I did an episode of The Love Boat, and it was Ted McGinley's first episode where he played Ace the photographer. Right. And I just did a guest spot on it, so we had actually worked together. Wow. It was wild. Yeah, he, uh, he, it's really the beauty of TV. It's like, um, we've been on for three or four years, and the ratings aren't what they used to be. We need a good-looking guy to come in here and spice things up. Uh, let's see, let's give him a job. Uh, cruise photographer. Okay, he's on. And what I think an awesome it, career, though. Happy I mean, days, uh, he was, uh, he was uh, like a, um, a school teacher or something. He's one of Fonzie's, Fonzie's buddies. He's a, let me tell you, Ted is, an, is a stand-up guy. He's is he? A great, great guy, yeah. You just want to hate him because he's so damn good-looking. Good-looking, but, uh, yeah. All right, settle down, Dave. <laughs> but he's to see his wife. Oh, really? His wife's beautiful. Oh, he's got to have a good-looking wife. Gorgeous. Because uh, like, even... We're always trying to figure out what, what could be wrong with Ted. He's good-looking. He's got a lot of money. Nice guy. Great family. What's his deep, dark secret? Small we always penis. try to figure it. Probably. I, I, I don't know, but I know God couldn't... If God gave him a big penis, then there is no God. That's all I know. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, of course McGinley has to have a good-looking wife because even uh, ugly celebrities are, are good-looking, uh, you know, marry good-looking women. And so, of yeah, course... Yeah, you see my girlfriend. Good-looking. Good you have a really good-looking girlfriend, yeah, right? Yeah, people are like, what the hell are you right. doing with you? Right. McGinley should have, like, three wives in that case. He's so damn good-looking. Brenda. Yes. You're 27. Yes, I am. Hi, Brenda. Hello, David. How are you this evening? I'm doing pretty good. Good, good. 
I just wanted to call to see if you guys maybe could cheer up an old, uh, old K-Rock listener. Um, I seem to be finding myself in more and more positions where I don't like it. I give myself to the men in my life. I give them absolutely everything they could possibly want from incredible sex to excellent cooking Uh-oh. to housekeeping. Really? And I still lose everything. Uh, Am I an idiot? Hold on a second. We're gambling. <laughs> You're gambling. Yeah, hold on. Okay. David, you got any money? You got a dollar? You got to have a bucks. dollar. Yeah. All right. You may have to get one out for me, too. Huh? Uh, yeah, I gave away my last five today, Drew. Uh, David, you got an extra buck got for me? somewhere. Yeah, you all right? Yeah. Yeah, if you take your shoe off and get that money out of there. All right, uh, Drew, you went for the wallet almost immediately when Brenda called. Uh, why is that? It, well, you know, it's this, this, this recurrent pattern of hooking yourself up with emotionally unavailable a-holes, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, pouring herself into it as though that's somehow going to fix the guys and connect them to her when right. they're completely unavailable. All right. No matter how perfect she is, it's not perfect enough to cure these guys uh, from their... their Hold on a second. David, where's the money? I'm, 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 apparently I'm really? broke. Jeez. <laughs> Can't find a dime. Don't worry. There'll be a big fat check in the mailbox tomorrow. <laughs> All right. You don't have any money? I have nothing. Uh, Why? Drew, What's going on? You got anything? I'll put my dollar out. You are so... I'm bellying up for you, you guys every so damn night. You are so tight. Come on. Put a, come on. You wanted to gamble. You're confident. Come on. Let me Float me a buck, would you? Float the Faustino one, too, please. Come on. Thanks, Drew. Yeah. Come on. You guys go way back. Paying me back with your earnings. Oh, what earnings? I'll give you my residuals. If anybody loses, I get two bucks back. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> That's what I like. This is a win-win, Dave. All right. Here's the situation. We're gambling on her past. Okay. What kind of environment did she grow up with, uh, this Brenda? What was her family like? What was her situation? Well, could it could have been normal. That mm-hmm. could be a bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be an alcoholic dad. Uh, could be sexual abuse, a physical abuse. What is it that uh, causes her to relive these um, these bad relationships over and over again? Drew, I'll let you go first because um, you have strong feelings on it. It's either going to be the overly intrusive parents, somehow an annihilating parents somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, I'll go with that. I'll go with the overly intrusive uh, parenting where she's... Um, you know, ballet at three and piano mm. lessons at four. No, she couldn't do enough. Right. It was never good enough. Right. Uh, she could bring home an A on a report card, yeah. and uh, they'd want to know why there was uh, five yeah. A's and a B. Yeah. The flip side is, go ahead, you go now. Okay. Uh, flip side is uh, distant, uh, verbally abusive yeah. uh, dad who um, she could never really get close to. Alcoholic, yes or no? Okay, I'll go alcohol. Okay, David. Right, David. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna go with Adam here. I no, mean, no, you have to have your own. This is the deal here. Well, I mean, okay, I, I'm just. I agree with Adam too. She's trying to get I agree with Adam too. She needs attention from her father. And maybe right, so he, what, what, he what, was, what was he about? Her? Explain. Describe him. Um, I, you know, I, maybe I, he. What? Maybe he was gone. Maybe he was gone. Maybe he, he died. Maybe he traveled. Maybe split. He left the family. Just done, all right, all right. He's dis- uh, geographically absent. Right. Okay. That's okay. Let's go. That's solid. Brenda. Yes. All right. Where's Dad? Uh, he's physically absent. Oh. He is lost in his, he was sexually molested me for eight years. Oh, well, okay. Right, right. And, we didn't go uh, for that. That probably has a lot to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe. It may be a small factor. <laughs> I just, I just, I thought I could get over it. I thought I could get through it. Uh, well, you don't do it without a lot of professional help. Have you right. been, have okay, been in therapy for years? <laughs> True, you are tight, buddy. But therapists, therapists don't do anything for me. 
Well, not if you don't involve yourself and stay the, with the it. In, for... The information they give me is useless to me. So therapy is not about information. So huh? Therapy is not about information. Therapy is about them wanting to know why I feel a certain way about my parents. I don't feel anything for either of my parents because neither of my parents are worth anything for me to think of. Mm. Therapy is about establishing a new, healthy relationship in a controlled fashion. That's okay. All, that's what therapy is. Okay. Um, but the strange thing is, though, is that every relationship I've ever been in has gone up. Therapy is really like prostitution, except for you don't have sex. <laughs> like if you just talk to the hooker for an hour. <laughs> yeah, but it costs a lot more, though. Uh, just, um. I don't know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> and there's David. not a lot of... Back me up here, Dick. <laughs> there, there's not a lot of cute therapists to begin with. Well, yeah, this kind good. of acting out is not going to stop. You're going to continually act out in a chaotic manner because of this. So I'm thing. just going to have to get my own act together in my own head and uh, either Is that what do I said? That or be celibate. I don't think that's what you were saying at all, Tro. Okay, good. Just to make sure I was clear in my own mind what well, I was wonder, saying. I wonder, you know, you're, um, you're a little bit combative, Brenda, and I could see where some of this therapy wouldn't take yeah. because uh, you kind of come in there uh, in your uh, Defensive. hazmat suit. And you're yeah. not going to let anything penetrate yeah. it, right? Yeah, I do, I do, I do. Well, here's the whole thing about uh, uh, going to a therapist with that condition is like going to the dentist but never opening your mouth. Okay. Uh, you could say you went, but uh, nothing's really going to get done. Okay, I understand that. All right, so what you have to do is just sort of um, lay yourself out a little bit. Realize how do, that. How do you mean lay myself out? Well, open yourself up. In, in, a, in a safe environment. But it seems like every time I try to do that, I get stepped on, kicked in the face. No, we're not saying doing that with another, we're saying doing that with a professional. Where with a therapist. With a therapist. Yeah. So, so you can get used to having a relationship that is controlled and does not, does not have consequence built around it. I would do it with a guy, too. I would have a guy therapist. Really? Yeah. And have, it makes and a difference. You don't like guys. I mean, you got a big, your issue mainly is with guys, right? Uh... No, 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 just their attitudes. <laughs> okay. That guy, just how they behave. Brenda, 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 listen to me. You yeah. are, you are, um, you should play a goalie for an NHL team. You are that <laughs> defensively oriented. You really are. I believe you could stop any puck. Your aura would 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 shield you from uh, the the puck. <laughs> Oh God! Now just relax over bad, there. I just I? said yes, you. I just yes. said you had issues with guys. Your am reply I? to that was no, I don't. Bad. It's just their attitude. Just how guys act. That's all. Yeah. Oh man, now I'm in big trouble. Well, it took you guys to show that to me, so now I got something else I can think about. I appreciate everything. No, no, no. Listen, it. don't listen. Listen, don't don't hustle off the line. Don't uh, get defensive. Well, don't, I'm not just, getting defensive. Uh, uh, I just don't want to take up all your time. Oh boy! I have to say, Brenda, I won the pot. So thank that you. is called a borderline personality disorder. <sighs> you know, it's funny uh, how Brenda's initial problem was she's too good a woman. She does too much cooking. She does too much cleaning. She does too much loving. And what do men do? They uh, they pair back by uh, cramping on her. But you could see where mm, half hour with Brenda, uh, Gandhi would take a swing at her after about a half hour. Can it, when, when, when that's the point of it. They bring, people bring, if that's what they expect in an intimate relationship, they bring that on. They act it out. They create that. Right. 
All right, David. Sorry. No, I have a Dr. Drew. I have a love question for you before the night's over that I need your advice on. What's so. the deal? We got a minute and a half here. It's... Minute and a half. Oh, okay. I just I've been going out with a girl for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And dumper. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. What's going on? No, she's a great woman. She, uh, she's good to me. She treats me. She's trustworthy. But I've 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 never been able to trust her yet fully to where she wants me to, to, to as as much as she wants me to trust her. Which is what. Just I've all I'm always what, I'm a what, I have a what jealous the, personality. Yeah, what does she want you to do? She wants me to trust her and not what ask does her she questions. Do? And what what, she what do? does she want to do that you're not letting her do? Oh well, no, she's an actor. She works a lot, and I have a like I I have I'm very insecure about her working with other men and like kissing in in scenes and. and we know well, the porno industry is very demanding, <laughs> yeah. David. Oh, yeah. hold on, I'm a little offended. Why do you have to direct this at Drew? This is not <laughs> a medical problem. I've known David for years. I know, but you saw the work I did on the last call. No, I'm very impressed, actually. Okay. Please, I can help as well. Both of you guys. Okay, Drew, go ahead. So no, uh, she's. I'm at a point now where she's like, either trust me or I. We can't. You know, it's it's got to be over with. I can't do this. Anymore. Mm. All right. Did did she, did she do anything? I mean, I understand she's an actress. I understand a part of being an actress is uh, possibly having. You know, you got to have a boyfriend in a movie if it's a role where right. you're married or you have a boyfriend or something. Right. But realistically, is she doing anything that is a- out of bounds? No, she's never cheated on me. She's not promiscuous. She's not flirtatious. Right. She doesn't do, like, movies where she's, like, screwing guys. How old are you? I'm 23. How old is she? She's 26. All right. So this is... It, she's about to be 26. This is very, as Drew would say, age-appropriate. Mm. When I was 23, uh, now 33, but when I was 21, 22, 23, probably up until maybe 26, 27... I had a lot of energy in this department. The jealousy department. Yeah, Yeah. just wondering what people are up to, what are they doing, where are they, what are they doing to you, are they trying to screw you over, who are they with, who are their old, who who was their old boyfriend, what's this, oh man, you're you're helping a move or something, and an old uh, photo album pops open, and their arms around some guy on grad night, and you're 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 bent out of shape for the rest of the evening. Exactly. This will vanish. You will lose your energy. I think this. it's going already. You can feel it tapering off. It yeah. is is almost part of it is almost just a like a like a biology. chemical, like yeah, a biology. Right. Like you just have this is why twenty uh this is why nineteen, twenty, twenty one year olds make, make good soldiers and guys in their forties, uh, you know, who are complaining about their uh, hernia and prostate and stuff, uh, don't make for good guys to charge oncoming machine guns and that kind of thing. So part of it is that. The other part is uh, you know what's going on, and you have to just sort of have that little mantra in your head where you say, all right, I'm about to say something stupid. I want to act out. I want to do what I did 500 times before tonight, but you know what? I'm not going to make it 501. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to sit on on this one. I mean, you have to not bring it to her. You have to almost contain yourself. You realize what your weaknesses are in a relationship, and 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 be cognizant of that. Focus on yourself and things you want to do that that you need to do for yourself, career, whatever. And uh, you won't your energy will be focused there, and you won't worry about this other stuff so much. Right. So it is totally 100% normal. I mean, most guys. Yeah, you know. There's a range, though. Yeah, there's a range of normal. No, I've been out of control with it. Believe me. You may be you may be inching up toward the top of the uh, of that range, but uh, you you seem all right. Drew, say okay. We have to talk to her. Okay. We'll uh, we'll do that when we come back.
Hi, it's Heather McDonald. Please join me for my podcast, Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald, because you know how much I love a Juicy Scoop. Besides talking about the hottest topics that intrigue me, I am also going to have great guests join me. Shannon Bedore on The Real Housewives of OC, telling us everything about what is going on with her life, as well as hilarious Chris Frangiola, who is my co-worker and good friend from Chelsea Lately. So please join us. Download a new episode every Thursday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Hi, this is David Allen Greer, and you are listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and the one and only Dr. Drew. We like that, David Allen Greer. Funny a nice guy. guy. Yeah, and a funny guy, too. Cool. Phone number. Is that Italian? Yeah. Pastino. Yeah, that's got to be Italian. Hey, Pastino. Pastino, man. <laughs> All right. Drew? Drew, yo, hey. Huh? <laughs> Phone number uh, 1-800-LVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Uh, Drew and I are doing the um, home uh, shopping network tomorrow. Yeah, what are we, we doing tomorrow? I, I don't really know. The home show? Uh, what is it, Ann? What's what are we doing tomorrow? What show are we doing tomorrow? Oh, Ann. They called you. Drew, stop talking to Ann, I would you? I didn't book it. The home and family home show. Home and family show. Oh, that's that going to be disaster. nothing to do with me. They called me for a pre-interview today and told me about uh, 45 oh, no. times, this is a PG show, and it's alive. So there'll be no, uh, uh, there'll be no booty talk. That's just like baiting you to say something. Yeah. It's begging you. It's really because it's like um, my Tourette's acts up when I hear <laughs> that. But the thing that's funny about it, the reason I brought it up is uh, Drew and I have this pet peeve, and I'm, um, I'm sure you've been through this more than once, David, where you're going to do some show. And they say, uh, we'll send a car to pick you up at uh, noon. And you get to the studio at uh, 12.15. And they tell you, you're not doing anything till about 2 in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. And oh. they just want to... Uh, Corral you. They want to keep... to the entertainment industry. They want you where they can keep an eye on you. Oh. And uh, they said, uh, yeah, we're sending a car to pick you up at 9 tomorrow morning. And I said, uh, yeah, where are we going? Universal. I said, uh, I could pee on Universal for my house. What time's the show start? 10. I said, uh, listen, I don't want to offend you, but um, we're not a rap act. We're, we're not uh, rockers from the U.K. Uh, we will be ready when you tell us to pick us up. But right. let's, let's not give ourselves uh, an hour buffer right. because uh, what happens is, is we'll get pissed off. And uh, Drew will throw. I actually dumped it mostly on you there, Drew. Oh, good. Just like you guys. You guys told me to be here at you know, 945. I coolly <laughs> strolled in at uh, 1010. 10. See? That's how we do these oh, things. Oh, you're silky smooth. The other thing that I thought was funny uh, pertaining to the industry today is the uh, guy who wrote the article on me on the Los Angeles Magazine called me today uh, to apologize about the picture they ran. Oh. He said, uh, boy, that was a horrible picture in uh, Los Angeles Magazine. Uh, I don't know where they got that. Uh, we should have had our photographers uh, take something. I said, uh, that's, a, you know, that's a standard TV picture. Yeah. Oh, really? Because uh, you look like you got a couple of black eyes, and uh, Drew uh, looks like uh, he's uh, anemic. And uh, really, uh, that that's the TV picture? I said, uh, that's the one they... Uh, Spent all day working on. Uh, that's uh, out of three days and uh, 35 rolls of film. Uh, that's uh, what they came up with. So uh, there's all you need to know about TV. Tons of money, tons of people, crappy product. Crappy product. <laughs> Never, uh, no other industry. Uh, if, if TV was a manufacturing industry, Oof. it'd be uh, 700 guys in a factory uh, to make a, a yo-yo that didn't work. 
and uh, and they were all making uh, six-figure numbers uh, in income. Did you notice that about TV, David? Yeah, but I mean, with us on Married with Children, we had great writers, so it was like you know we were saved there. But if we if it was left up to the network, right? You know. Oh, oh I tell you, I I have no idea how how some of these people got where they are today. I yeah. I, I am dumbfounded it's by amazing. this. But it's so funny apologizing to the guy from uh, L.A. Magazine about the. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the TV picture. I'm a hair guy, makeup guy, a caterer. Uh, 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 photographer, photographer's assistant, 30 guys who I've never seen before, and uh, 100 rolls of film. And uh, they came up with uh, Drew looks like Pat Paulson, and uh, I look like Rocky. Uh, Speaking of uh, oh, photographers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. I have no idea what That's that means. That's a very smooth transition. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to, this Friday night, I'm having a huge Halloween party, murder on the 14th floor. And that's at the Hyatt Hotel on the Sunset Strip here in Los Angeles, in Hollywood. And that's uh, from 9 to 2 a.m. And uh, for more info, you can call 310-712-CLUB. 310-712-2582. I'm hosting. What will you be dressed as so they uh, know who you are? I'm going to be a vampire. Oh, really? That's pretty standard Simple, stuff. but... No, no, no. But mine, my costume is pretty awesome. Are you renting it? My father's it? a wardrobe man. Oh. So, jeez, that's uh, good stuff. Tell him to pick me up a nurse outfit. Though. Mike. Mike? Mike, yeah. you there? There you are. I am. You're 17. What's happening? Uh, actually, the call is going to call back, but I changed my mind when I talked to your operator. Um, uh-huh. My friend, he's 17 as well, and his girlfriend's almost 18. And I don't see him very much. And uh, I'm mm-hmm. just missing him. And yesterday, I don't, I'm not a big fan of his girlfriend anyway. And they told me that they're getting married. And she pulled me to the side and said that he wanted me as his best man. And it kind of shocked me because I haven't really been nice to her. And I, I think she's a swell person, but I just didn't think they'd click it. Mm. Well, it drives me nuts. Uh, Mike? Yeah. What was your first call about? Mm-hmm. Was um, the initial question? Well, there's so much going on right now. Like, mm. um, I wrecked my my baby. Um, I did a stupid driving move and I wrecked my... 65 Mustang, and, it, mm-hmm. and everything since then has just, like, fallen downhill. I've gotten more car tickets. I've mm-hmm. lost my license. Yeah. Um, my, my mom thinks I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. You're living it. Oh, I guess you're 17. You, what are you, in high school? Yeah. I'm I, a senior, and I'm... How's that going? Working my tail to graduate. I took uh, breakfast over uh, math, so... So what? what's up? What do you want to ask us? Um... Well, I just want to say... Like, Why is your 18-year-old friend getting married? Why? I don't know. They say they're doing it summertime, and I'm counting nine months. But so why? What's the hurry? Married. Yeah, what's the hurry? Yeah, they'll be well, going to fight for that. Like, um, this start of the summer, my friend started smoking, getting high. Um, he That's had, a reason to rush marriage. Yeah, yeah, he had a real high hopes. There's a shotgun marriage, and then there's the bong marriage. Ah, I see. Yeah. Well, he had real high hopes to go on an LDS mission. And oh boy. Utah Mormon Council. Yeah, Latter Day Saints. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And and we both, since we became friends our sophomore year, we've both been trying for it. And I feel like I'm losing my friend because. Because you're going on a uh, LDS mission. He's going on a LSD wedding. Yeah. But I hate to say that. And I'm. I got to chuckle out of Drew, everybody. <laughs> I'm praying because I'm hoping he's not listening because he'll probably kill me. Drew, you're so jaded by my brilliance. You're, you really are. Oh, is that what that is? I think that's what it is. Don't you think, David? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Good, yeah. David's jaded, too. Uh, um, I just, 
All right, Mike, listen, uh, you guys, uh, this is, uh, by the way, and uh, David, you know how this goes. I know how it goes, and Drew knows how, how it goes. There are people that you, you thought were your best friend in junior high. You thought they were your best friend in high school. You, you have these little best friends here, here and there in life. But there's always a reason why you end up parting ways. And uh, lo and behold, five years goes by, and you realize you haven't talked to the person. This is why. The guy's getting into drugs. He's getting married. He's going a different direction. Uh, you're going to be, um, do some sort of uh, yeah, it's missionary painful. It's work. Painful. It's painful that he's chosen to go away that you don't value, and it's uh, moving away from you. You're losing a friend in multiple ways. You can tell he's heartbroken. You can hear it. Yeah, right. but it's the reality. And uh, this is just a part of life. Right. And um, it's, it's no use. The losers in life sort of cling to these things and don't let them go. The girlfriend that should have been, uh, Drew did this, by the way, the girlfriend that should have been history, you know, two years ago, yes. uh, you, you, you don't want to let go. Right. Uh, the buddy who's uh, going off in his own direction, you're going to fall, you know, go right down with him. Right. Because you can't let go. Losers like me. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Mark. Just making your point for you. Hi. Um, how are you? Hey. Hi, Mike. Mark. Um, David, I just want to say that I love Married with Children. I still watch it every night. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, actually, I don't know who this question's for. It's either Adam or Drew. Um, I've noticed that I'm, like, addicted to porn. And that, like, if I don't masturbate three or four times a day, I just feel horrible and I can't sleep and stuff like that. Wow. And I was just wondering if that was normal or if I need help or what. How old are you? Sixteen. Mm. Never masturbate on the set of Marriage with Children? I'm sure I have, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah don't play dumb with me. I'm a big porn yeah. fan myself. Well, I'm sure. Imagine going through puberty in in your own trailer. It was awesome. Lock those doors, close those windows. Oh, jeez, I, I couldn't imagine. Poor wardrobe people there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Faustino spot welded his trunks uh, to uh, the Murphy bed again to get in here with one of those ice chippers. Uh, yeah, did you have your own VCR in your? In your trailer? I actually had a dressing room. I didn't have a trailer. Oh, but I had a VCR. (laughs) Oh, that's dangerous. Oh yeah. I tell you, uh, if I was running the show, there'd be no uh, no way some uh, 15-year-old, 16-year-old kid's gonna have a VCR and a lock on his door. Let's see. Here, here would be my here would be my policy. The lock is what puts you. I would say, okay. You either get the VCR in the uh, Western saloon doors, <laughs> <laughs> or you get the big uh, freezer door with the uh, with the padlock, but no TV, no VCR. No VCR. Yeah. And we, we're not even going to give you the sports page because they got that Vegas ad in the back sometimes you can get excited about. All right, Mark, uh, three, four times a day? Yeah. Every day? Yeah. Um, and uh, you, don't, you don't feel like yourself if you don't feel yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that seems a little excessive. Although 16, uh, Lord knows. Um, Are you sexually active yet? I've had sex, yes. How old were you when you did that? What? How old were you when that happened? Um, 15. Anything before that? No. Mm-hmm. And what would happen if I uh, put a moratorium on masturbation for uh, three days? Meaning what? You No masturbation for three days. What would happen? I'd probably feel like crap, but... You you lose your energy. Yeah. It's like um. Super, I mean, I've like Superman without his cape or something. Yeah, I've tried to stop like for a couple of days, mm-hmm. and I just like felt horrible. What do you mean feel horrible? Can you go through with withdrawals, Drew? No, but this is w- one of the reasons that people do this excessively is if they're depressed and they've got some unpleasant affect that they're trying to hide, trying to escape from, and this is a way to try to make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
and uh, really what you need to do, your task, is to stop doing the compulsive behavior and actually have those unpleasant feelings and get through them. Because isn't the truth that if you don't, the, the less you masturbate, the more energy you'll have? Because if you don't... Mm, uh, yeah, to a certain, within a range, that's true. Because if, if you, what's the uh, word, you stop what's the radio word for... Abstinence? No, for, you know... Well, if you stop altogether, then your testosterone levels tend to drop off and things. But if you moderate, it, it, it's better than doing what he's doing. So like twice but, a week. But the, but the deal is, uh, th this is a paradigm for for how humans attempt to delay uh, pain. You know, they will they always try to avoid take the path of least resistance. If something is unpleasant, uncomfortable, they'll, goddamn, they'll find some way to feel better, as opposed to dealing with the hard facts, of the reality, and the feelings that come along with that. And here, uh, Marcus found his escape, which is excessive masturbation. Yeah, he's I, really doing a lot of escaping too. I mean, uh, he's he's been uh, he's been under the wall a few times. And Mark, if just so you know, there's a porno called Married with Hormones that they actually made from Married with Children, where the whole family uh, screws each other. You you know. So uh, rent that one. By the way, that would be the pinnacle of my career. If, if they there made could a porno after you. Some sort of love line uh, rip off. Uh, uh, please don't do gay that. Porn. Please don't even suggest that. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> That would break my heart if it was gay porn. It really would. But if uh, if any any uh, porn uh, entrepreneurs are listening, if they could do some sort of uh, something with a love line theme, oh, Doctor Drew and uh, Doctor Spoo and <laughs> Doctor Spoo and Alan are like uh, teaming uh, uh, Pisa, the phone screeners. Oh, this would be brilliant. Oh, yeah. Please, uh, come on. As someone listening, someone make in the this San movie. Fernando Valley definitely yeah, is you make these things in three days. Who cares what you call it? Come on. There's probably more than one actually uh, married with married with children. I mean, the hell, I've seen like Edward Scissor Penis, and I like the ones that really don't give it much thought. We'll Forest just hump. Yeah, well, but see, at least that is a play on words. I like the ones that just will actually just remove a word. And just insert penis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Amityville penis. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back. Be right back. Austin. How you doing? This is John Leguizamo, and you're listening to who else but Love Line with Adam Carolla, that nut, and Dr. Drew, that 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 frisky fella. You will uh, be able to hear John Leguizamo on Thursday when he comes in here with DB Sweeney. Tonight, our guest is David Faustino. You know him from uh, Married with Children. Bud Bundy. And then uh, you don't mind that, do you? I don't mind that. No. Good. Why not? You made a bunch of money. Everyone loved the show. Who cares? Uh, let's move on because. Uh, Crew's coming undone. Laura. Hi. <laughs> 23. Yeah, Laura. Yeah. Uh, all right, listen, Laura. <laughs> you're Laura. Hi. Laura. Um, my question is, I've been with this guy for almost a year and a half, and um, I'm a virgin, and I want to stay that way until I'm married, and uh. I haven't had any kind of sex, oral, nothing, mm. no touching me, nothing. He can kiss me, and that's it. And um, his big problem is he says that if I love him as much as I say I do, then 
I would go ahead and at least do oral sex or, you know, go all the way. And I don't want to. And um, yesterday was my birthday, and he took me out, and we had big night plans. And um, we ended up in a hotel room, and then I ended up leaving because that's all he wanted was sex. And then he broke up with me because of this. How, how old is he? I'm sorry? How old is he? 24. He, he's been with other women? Oh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't even touch him down there? No, no, I won't, because in my eyes, it's going to be leading him on, and I think it would be better if I didn't, because then he's just going to say, well, I'm a tease, because I'm not giving him more. Your boyfriend, this has been your boyfriend for a year. I'm sorry? This has been your boyfriend of a year. Yeah. Okay. Well, why, uh, is this a religious thing, Lara? No, uh-uh. I just, I want to save myself until I'm married, and oh. I feel like if he can't respect that, then how could he ever marry me? Mm-hmm. Well, you've yeah. done a, uh, because how many guys, I think people take sex for granted. And it's not just for a feeling, it's for people who love each other. Wow, what kind of healthy I mean, environment did you grow up in? <laughs> Can I, I want to marry you. <laughs> Actually, I grew up in a very loving environment. Wow. And um, my parents have been married for 27 years. And that uh, my mother, as far as I know, she was a virgin when she married my father, and so was my father. And, uh, I mean, that's just the way I was brought up, and that's just what they've always told me. Uh-huh. Which is right. And in my eyes, it is right. Okay. I just, I mean, I mean there's nothing wrong with people having sex. That's fine. It's, that's what you believe. But that's not what I believe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Hey, listen. I, I think she's, I respect that. Yeah, but Laura's uh, healthier yeah. than. Uh, You'd respect it for about two dates, and then. Uh, yeah, I don't want to go out with her. And there'd be some rape well, going but I mean, on. <laughs> I'm not ugly or anything. I'm not at all. I mean, I, I could have guys. I just don't want to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, we're 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 not accusing you of of that. Being ugly. <laughs> have you ever seen a penis in person? Not in person, no. I could show you the biggest one you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Come over here right now. Uh, it would be the biggest one you've ever seen in your life until you saw another one. All right. Uh, where, where, where are you calling from, Laura? Not Las from... Vegas. No? Oh, really? Yes. And I've lived here all my life. To be a virgin in Vegas. Yeah. You guys. I think I'm the only one yeah. over it, 12. As a matter of fact, I think in Vegas that you actually get like 1.47 years per regular year. Uh, like, uh, they should do that, actually. Meaning they're going to erect a statue in her honor. If you were, uh, <laughs> if you're 19 and a virgin in Vegas, it's... That's it's 27 it's a, it's Los Angeles years. Being, no, that's that's 27 Minnesota years. Oh, okay. And, uh, like, uh, 114 uh, Palm Spring years or, or something like that. But here's the point. Um, you, don't... Listen, if he convinces you to do something that you don't want to do, could mm -hmm. you imagine the burden it's going to be on him? I mean, let's just imagine this. You're hopped up, you're horny, you've been with this girl for a year, you're dying to get at her, you, you want to do something with her, so you one night you go out to celebrate her birthday like they went out the other night, you give her a few drinks, you drag her back uh, to some hotel room, and against her better wishes, uh, you get her to do something. You better be getting married to that She's going to be pissed off for the rest yeah. of your relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, see, I don't try to get him all hot and bothered. He's no, no, we, I, Laura, we got it, we got it. No, but, not, this is not your problem. This well... But let's be fair to him too. He's uh -huh. he's uh, how old? Twenty four. Yes. He's twenty four. I'm sorry. Are you in love with him? Yes, I am. I love him with all of my heart, and I thought he felt the same. But then I think, well, if he did feel the same, then he'd respect me, 
and think, well, I must no, have it, a good it, time. But it's yeah. not that. It's like it's like yeah. being, you know, it's like. It's oh, you left a, you left part of a hoagie up on the counter, and the dog leaned up there and, and snatched it. And it's like right. think, it's like taking that personally. Why did you, exactly. uh, Rover? Why did you forsake me this way? Oh, the humanity. It's like it's it's really that's instinct. I mean, it's almost it's hard to a 24 year old guy in a relationship for a year. It it's really got nothing to do with respect. But it's also timing, because he's not ready to get married. Yeah. If he were to get married, he would have just gone on with it and gotten married and wouldn't be worried about pushing you to something before you got married. But then you would have actually, you got to worry about this. You're, you're A guy's getting married so he can have sex with you, which is a really ass-backwards reason for getting married. Right. Uh, for getting married. And it's sort of, uh, but it's, think of the it's sort of procedure. a weird twist yeah, yeah, here. But they, but they, but think of this. Hold on. Think of this, Drew. You, uh, the the uh, new and improved resurrected Drew is back in here with a virginity call. He's sitting up on his seat. You notice that? <laughs> you are virtuous. You don't want to get married. Uh, you don't want to have sex until you're married. So you, uh, because you believe in the sanctity of uh, marriage and relationships and so on and so forth. Meanwhile, what it's really served to do is get a guy to marry you maybe two years before he was ready uh, to do it so that he can get your panties off. You know what I mean? She, maybe she shouldn't date guys more than six months. Guys, guys that are serious about, ready to get married. So if it's going to go on, uh, it's going to go on to, to marriage. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because after after a year, the guy's uh, biology is going to uh, erupt. Yeah, he's going to be you know, like going for the roofies or the uh, yeah. or yeah. something. All right, Laura. Mm-hmm. Can you you, you wants to talk to this guy? <laughs> Pass things up for you. What? Yeah, where is he? Um, I'm sure he's listening. Oh, he's. All right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll break early. We'll see if we can get him, and we'll straighten this whole thing out. Okay. We really will, because I know you're heartbroken. Well, the only reason, I mean, sex, the only reason why it's pleasurable is so people will do it, and so you'll have children. And that's just what I was brought up to believe, is okay. that sex is only to bear children. Well, yeah. I was brought up to, to believe that the Easter Bunny existed, too, but you, you just get over it. That's all. All right, listen, Laura, we're going to put you on hold. Okay. All right, um, Sherry? <laughs> Sherry looks like she's having some sort of crisis in there. Sherry, you all right? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? All right, um, Lisa or Sherry, we're going to try to get Laura's uh, boyfriend's number uh, off, uh, off the air. We'll see if we can't uh, get back with him after this. Love line will be right back. Why? Because we like you. Hyman broke while she was on hold, and uh, she's uh, being uh, airlifted to a local hospital. Now, uh, her boyfriend, and uh, she gave us the wrong number, and she chickened out and hung up, so we won't speak to her. But um, I'll never speak her name again here. What name? Ah, all right. David Faustino's our guest tonight. David? Yes, sir. Why don't you give that lame-ass Halloween party of yours <laughs> one last plug-in before here we, uh, we sign go. off? Uh, this Friday night, October 31st, Halloween, I'm having a huge Halloween bash at the Hyatt Hotel on the Sunset Strip in Hollywood from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. 
DJ Hire, spinning hip-hop, uh, acid jazz, funk. For more info, call 310-712-CLUB, 712-2582, murder on the 14th. You're going to have a... Uh you gonna have a uh, uh, like co uh, costume contest and that sort of thing. Yeah, I'll probably have a costume contest. We'll have an open mic contest, for a freestyle rap contest, and. You know what the best part of Halloween is, actually, now that I think about it. Razor blades and the candy. Okay, you know what the second best part about Halloween is? What's that? Going to like a 7-Eleven or some Circle K or one of these open all all night markets. In your costume. No, not in your costume. Just hanging out. Yeah. For uh, 15 minutes, uh, say uh, somewhere, you know, between 10 and 10:30, and seeing guys uh, with like, you know, hatchets and stuff, uh, buying cigarettes. Oh yeah, yeah it, It's yeah. always funny when people go about their normal uh, routine. Like, uh, you got the Riddler over there at the ATM. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, some uh, leather queen is over here, and she's getting a slushy. It's just funny to see people. It's one thing to see them all at a party, but it's weird when you see them walking to the market and they got a 12-pack under their arm. <laughs> Count Chocula's got a 12-pack. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think we're in the show like 30 seconds early tonight. Oh, Max. Let me give a shout-out real quick to my little brother, Michael, who's listening, Rainbow Joji, and the boys, Robert Gavin. I want to give a shout-out to the peeps, too. I mean, my peeps are my homies or something. All right. Um, David Faustino, thank you very much. Thanks again. We do appreciate it. Uh, and until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Ubu. Ubu, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs> this concludes another PodcastOne.com program.